Happy New Year, Carl Pooling family. It's 2022. A lot of people said, we won't make it. But those people were just talking to Betty White. Now, Oh, no. <laughs> that, that was a tough one. That's a tough blow. Ah, uh, uh, oh, dude, I didn't expect us to start off so sad so quick. Yeah, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a hundred with you. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm of the age where the main media that I'm familiar with Betty White in is a Snickers commercial. And <laughs> okay. don't get yep. me wrong. She yep. was marvelous in it. Truly, mm-hmm. truly stole the spotlight, but it was also just a 30 second TV spot. Um, but it's it's I, I, I don't have a personal co- I'm not going to reinvent that I had a massive personal connection with her work you know like when Bowie died I was sad when yeah. Prince died I was sad when Norm died I was sad but when when Betty White dies I'm kind of like oh man and then I ate a Snickers and I'm feeling way more like myself again <laughs> yeah I think the main uh, movie I saw with Betty White in my younger years was The Proposal yes my now wife made me watch it, um, so I think that's okay. I don't know. Maybe was I don't have. Was she any good in it? Yeah, she was real funny. She was like the kooky grandma, you know. I yeah. mean, big big shocker there, but anywho, I, like I'm I'm much more upset, rung like hung up about Jessica Waters, or is it Walters? I now I'm not gonna know. It's either Jessica Waters or Jessica Walters, and okay. I knew it before I said it, but it's Schrodinger's name. Um, <laughs> Every time you look at it, it changes. It's Jessica Walter. Walter is the name. Walter, um, no S. Mo- what, no S. Okay. She's the the mom from Arrested Development. Oh yeah, uh, that was she was really sad. she was my Betty White. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Anyway, Hunter, enough about elderly dead white women. <laughs> this show is about important topics and pertinent issues, um, but. I hope you guys all had a good time celebrating with friends and family around the holidays. The main holiday being Christmas. Hunter, we haven't talked about this enough, but I just want to be clear. Uh, Jews celebrate Christmas. They also celebrate Hanukkah. Uh-huh. But but the Jews love Christmas. We talked about that a little bit last episode. Um, yeah. Atheists love Christmas. Everybody loves Christmas. I know there's like Ramadan and Chinese New Year. And all the other stuff. But I also just want to reiterate. Kwanzaa is a made-up holiday. It was made up by a racist. Nobody in Africa has ever celebrated or ever heard of it. It's just American claptrap race-baiting garbage. And if you pretend to celebrate Kwanzaa, I know that you're lying. Because nobody does. Okay, that's all. I uh, went to a university today as a part of my job. Ew. And looked at a... Uh, they had a screen up that was like a, an, an announcement board, but digital, right? Yeah. And and it was putting different things up, and it was like different dates, and it was announcing the week of Kwanzaa on the board. And with it, it provided a description uh, detailing what Kwanzaa is. So I was curious. Of course, <laughs> I read it. And it said, it's a celebration of African culture. And I said, well, that's really funny because it's not African culture. That's yeah, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, an American made that up. So that's great. Oh, so man. On the first rape of Kwanzaa. My... Anyhow, I, I won't I sing don't... any of the traditional, the traditional songs, but it's... Oh, um, my Lord. It's not a great, it's not a great story. It's a, it's a pretty sad story. Yeah. Um, so... So happy holidays and, and of course, Merry Christmas, most of all, to anyone who celebrated uh, the holidays except for Kwanzaa. And if you celebrated Kwanzaa, unsubscribe. Um, <laughs> wrong show. Wrong show really, for you. Really sorry about that. And it has nothing to do with any any ethnic background. It has to do with the fact that we just don't need anybody here who's been grifted by a race baiter into celebrating a made-up <laughs> holiday. That's all it is. It's a it's a um, a cultural thing, whatever they're calling it these days. It, it's it's not us. It's you. That's what we need to get across. It to is this. certainly you. <laughs> um, uh, but anyhow, welcome back to carpooling. We've got a a big new year. We have a very uh, fun topic to this week. We have uh, we have sinned. And yeah. we have angered the pagan gods, mm-hmm. and we'll be talking about that in just a moment. Uh, but what a week, Hunter. 
what a week it has been already for the news. <laughs> One thing I want to address just right from the crumpet here. Um, Joe Biden <laughs> said, let's go, Brandon, on live Dang TV. it. Why did you <laughs> take the roadkill from me? Oh, wait, that was a roadkill? Yes. I mean, how? what else are we supposed to do for let that me, segment of the show? Let me read the roadkill. Here's the roadkill. Joe Thank Biden you. is so addled <laughs> that he doesn't know the most popular joke against him uh <laughs> for those of you who haven't seen it please do uh start this episode over because that'll increase our retention metrics and um listen back to this point then start it over a third time go look up the video watch it and then you'll be ready for when this rolls around for time three um and it basically it's this it's the He's in a like a sound stage made to look like the Oval Office or something. Sure. And yeah. On the on the monitor, it's showing that you know Santa Claus is flying overhead and they're tracking his location and all this stuff. And he's talking to kids, taking calls, whatever. And one of the uh, parents signs off the call saying uh, "Merry Christmas" and "Let's go, Brandon." And Joe Biden just goes, "I agree. Let's go, Brandon." <laughs> it's glorious. Oh man, the best part about the clip, though, Hunter jill's face is jill literally puts her head into i'm I'm gonna try to be honest here i think it is into a single hand i think she she buries her head into one of her hands and then the guy hangs up and joe's still trying to talk to him because hello yeah he's because he's literally your grandfather on the phone and uh then he goes i think we lost him and jill goes like yeah (laughs) like you can watch her soul (laughs) leave her body when she says yeah oh my gosh it's so funny luckily there was a doctor there um to address the situation unfortunately that doctor was jill biden she's not equipped to deal i mean she can she can give you a a packet a fill-in-the-blank packet on how to recover your presidency when you have dementia but she can't actually do anything for the medical problem of dementia I really like the fact that she took the next five or so minutes to do a craft with Biden so he could learn the foible he had just entered upon, which was really sweet and endearing, I think, for the first lady. So she, her her doctor is in like like younger children education. Didn't she do her dissertation on like like I think that's right. Yeah, I it's close remember. enough. I mean, you know, I did arts and crafts in high school. The joke still works. So, yeah, you know. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I, and that's kind of that's kind of why she's the perfect fit for Joe, right? When we just think about their love and their marriage, she specializes Beautiful. in treating people with a mental acuity of a of an elementary schooler, and he's he is <laughs> rolling his way back to that level just as we speak. It's kind of like the gift of the Magi. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yes. He's giving up his, his most valuable possession. Um, no, actually, there's no way that Joe Biden's brain was ever his most po- valid, valuable possession because it was yeah. never working that great. But it's yeah. kind of like this thing where she's like, oh, but I'm only good at handling babies. And he's maybe it's like a mix between Benjamin Button and the Gift of the Magi. Oh, wow. We'll that, get there eventually. <laughs> that's a story right there. Like, I gave away this comb when I was 28, and now I'm like... Four and I have a baby and I, and I have no hair. Great sentences. <laughs> Anyhow, let's perfect. go, Brandon. Sorry, I stole your your thunder there, Hunter. No, it's good. And to all the people out there, like saying that's the worst thing in the world, that phrase. And I, I, I hear you. Like that language is not appropriate to use amongst the president or about people in political office. And I, I get that. It is a euphemism. And we had to listen for Hunter, years. Did you just say euphemism? Euph- you, I can't say it. I'm broken. Yeah. Euphemism. Euph- I can't. So <laughs> I'm broken at the moment. Um, I'm going to. The special handling care of, of Dr. Jill Biden, I think. Euphemism. Sorry. Anyway, Falda, Chank Uger, just sweet. Well, I'm dead. I can't even <laughs> talk now. Uger? Yep, <laughs> I'm just, done. Just we're gonna make your part of the show voice to text, okay? That sounds good. Um, what I was gonna say is that uh, we had to listen to years of people saying um, "f Trump," the actual word, right, to riotous applause and to uh, 
plaudits in the upper class, right? And so the yeah. fact that everyone's clutching their pearls and all this stuff um, over something that's really a funny joke about a lady in the media who completely misinterpreted what a crowd of people was saying, either intentionally or unintentionally, right. is, is funny, you know? That, and, it's, and that's that's my point, Hunter. Like, for one, your, your point is totally valid. When, when De Niro gets up at the Grammys or whatever right. and says... F, F Trump and then Johnny Depp gets out in an award show and said when's the last time an actor killed the president of the United States you know I don't care anymore about you thinking that me saying F the president is good or bad or whatever but that's not even what the let's go Brandon joke is about the let's go Brandon joke really the reason it caught on so well is because it is a distillation and crystallization of the fact that the media is in bed with a moron yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes it so funny. It, yeah. We can all point to it and go, uh, this is this is who pays your bills. You're bought and sold. You know, that's why people like it so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, well the left hand the left hand takes, but the right hand rewards. Hunter, I will give us a an- I will give you back an additional offering kill the of road kill. Oh, thank yes. you. <laughs> so uh AOC who believes very deeply that covid will kill her especially when a camera's pointed at her <laughs> so she's wearing a mask um you, it just accelerates the particles on her it just <laughs> zips them right into your upper and lower respiratory system yeah. uh she, she was caught vacationing in florida um, <gasps> now if you are an intelligent semi-sentient human being uh then you know why this is funny it's funny because Ron DeSantis lives there. Yeah, because she has gone after uh, Ronald DeSanta Claus every single opportunity that she got. And (laughs) I almost got Hunter. You did. (laughs) He's taking a big sip of his drink when I hit him with the Ronald DeSanta Claus. Um, Didn't see it coming. We got to make this a video show. Anyhow, (laughs) um, she, she was seen vacationing there. She's enjoying drinks. She's with her uh, weird pasty boyfriend. That it's and it is weird to see him outside. Um, this I think this might be the first time I've ever seen something like that. And quite, hmm. pers- I'm not comfortable with it. Um, <laughs> you can tell he's not used to the vitamin D he's getting. I know it seems like I'm going in on something unimportant. It'll all become clear momentarily. But anyhow, uh, she was caught vacationing in Florida. This is relevant because she hates Florida because. Uh, Ron DeSantis is the killer governor, but she's been talking about how people are going to die there in droves, etc. ad nauseum. And yet, and yet, here she is vacationing like she has not a care in the world. Steve Cortez on Twitter t- found this picture of them out, out of doors, and he highlighted the boyfriend's weird feet because he's, like, literally one of the palest people I've ever seen. Like, if white is a privilege, this guy is the hedge fund manager at at um mar-a-lago estate like he is he is very very white privilege he's there yeah privilege nearly and he takes a picture and highlights the guy's foot and this is his tweet if leftists like aoc actually thought mandates and masking work they wouldn't be frolicking in free florida two her guy is showing his gross pale male feet in public brackets not at a pool slash beach and brackets with hideous sandals, zero for two. Now, <laughs> is number one a hundred percent relevant? A hundred percent true? A plus, good on you. Number two, not so relevant, but very funny as far as I'm concerned. Sure, it could almost be like he's making a joke about this the the sandals versus the sandal knots, right? Like those are like. Like, I know when I walk into a group of people, I will point out the people walking sandals who, who I will point out the people who are wearing sandals who are my friends and be like, that's gross. You should grow up and be a man and wear real shoes. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, exactly. like it's, it's that kind of joke. So anyway. Yeah. And it is, it does kind of relate thematically to you're not wearing a mask, but you are wearing sandals. <laughs> you know what I'm yes. saying? Like, I, I like yes. where he's going with that. Sure. Okay. Sure. So a comedic tweet. The first part of it is incredibly relevant. It's a great question. Second part of it, whatever. AOC's reply to this is so beyond unhinged. I don't even know where to start with this. This I, is I like don't. 
this is like horse girl at your school levels of insanity. And I understand that she, for those of you, email in if you don't know what a horse girl is. <laughs> we have and, an and educational way, booklet prepared by Dr. Jill Biden. By the way, a packet. Yeah. We got a packet and a translucent overlay that we're going to fill in with an expert marker to explain oh. to you. I do want you to do this test. If you've graduated in the, let's say, uh, the mid-2000s to the mid-2010s, if you graduated from high school then, and you look down right now, and you're wearing a solid t-shirt with the graphic of an animal on it, you are the horse girl. I just want you to know. If it's like two wolves looking up at the moon, unironically... You are the horse girl. Okay, so so that's the, this is her reply. If Republicans are mad that they can't date me, they can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet, you creepy weirdos. Now, okay, I get it. You got a little offended. You got a little spicy because yeah. he made fun of your pale boyfriend's feet and the fact that you stay with him even though he's a 30-something that wears sandals. Not a good look. Regardless, um, I don't think it's sexual frustration. I think it's kind of this general human thing that we have, which is a distaste for for doing one thing and saying the opposite. Right. We we generally don't like that. We don't like it so much we came up with a word for it, um, even. You know, Hunter? Hypocrisy. Hey, you got it. And yeah. then here's the fun part. She replied to herself because she wanted to double dip into this seven-layer seven layer party dip. It's starting to get old ignoring the very obvious, strange, and deranged sexual frustrations that underpin the Republican fixation on me, women, and LGBT plus people in general. These people clearly need therapy, won't do it, and use politics as their outlet instead. It's really weird. And wow. Um, wow. The idea that anybody who points out what a hypocrite you are wants yes. to bang you yes. is the strangest, must be on the fail, like borderline autistic thing I've ever heard. It's so self-centered. It's so like, uh, it, it's an inability to see how your actions affect other people. Like it's yeah, like, that, I why would it? I wasn't, like I, I'm using autistic realistically i'm saying that there is something autist about not being able to see how you're coming off when you say something that self-centered do you understand what right. i'm saying i'm yeah. not just i'm not just throwing out it at, i'm not throwing it out as a slur not that i'm against it but i'm just saying there's something it, there's something incredibly deficient in what was just said by a public official yeah yeah and to think that categorizes most people about her as if that's the most interesting thing what most people find interesting about aoc i think is just one, she's a politician, so you have to interact with her on that level and you have to like her ideas or hate her ideas. But the reason she's popular beyond that is because she is young, she is crazy, right? <laughs> and she yeah. has, and she has, um, she says stuff and does stuff that is so hypocritical that people, people can't handle it. And so they just mock it relentlessly because these were the people on Time Magazine. Right, these are the people who are getting plaudits in yeah. in the media. These are the people that was the new squad that's going to make things different in the in Congress, right? And it's like, well, if this is the people we can expect out of the far left, right, part of the party, if this is the new blood that's coming, it looks bad. It looks scary. It looks bizarre. It looks unhinged. And so that's what people find interesting about her. It's is she cute? Yeah, she's cute. Um, uh, so is the guy with the eye patch, you know? But like. That is yeah, that's not why right but that's not why I'm into him you know I'm into him because of his politics and his thoughts and his philosophy right so anyway so Hunter, it's all bizarre why do you want why do you want to go to to bang city with Danny Crenshaw <laughs> old I, one eyes I really shouldn't have said that in front of you specifically. <laughs> oh man, that's so weird. I've never <laughs> I've never and look I get in arguments all the time um 
I've had several arguments come to blows. I've never had an argument end with, wow, somebody is really trying to get my pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a weird thing to say. Yeah, and it's absurd. It's it's another one of those things, Hunter, like when you're a six and a half to a seven and you say something like that, people are like, okay, hold on a minute. You're not, you know, Liv Tyler or something. Why don't right. You, why don't you relax a little bit? Right. Like, there's it's, plenty it's of other girls out there. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I mean, this guy with, with sandals got, you know, apparently, <laughs> oh, like, Lord. He, he completed the drill. So it's not, you know, enough said. But I'm just saying it's, <laughs> it's not the highest bar I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absurd. Oh, well. man. So anyway. Uh, and I know if you're a fan of AOC, what you're thinking right now, man, these guys really want to nail AOC <laughs> because you have the logical, um, the logical acumen and firepower of a damp extension cord with one end plugged into a generator that is out of gas. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, th- those are the funniest things that happened this week. In my opinion, so why don't we why don't we move on to the uh, the main bent of our show, Hunter? Yeah, and this is going to sound a whole lot like a an apology because it is right. Of course, um, Hunter and I have committed the cardinal sin, the unforgivable mm. sin, the mm-hmm. sin that leads to death mm. over the Christmas holiday. We caught COVID. Oh, I thought you were going to give me a warning before you said it. Mea culpa, a thousand mea culpas, and a couple Hail Marys if you'd like. And another, you know, some other third thing that people do when they're sorry about stuff. But there's, there's a perspective that I've had, and it's shifted since I caught this disease. Mm. And I I think you're probably in a very similar boat, Hunter. And there's a couple... There's a couple of interesting factors at play here, and we'll talk about all that. But suffice to say, let me just start here. I am shocked and astonished at how little this disease matters. Yes. Yes. It's, like, wow. It's like you're speaking from my soul. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I have been far sicker than this, far more ill, at a far higher chance for death over bad Chinese food. <laughs> no, but realistically, like, what in the heck is going on? I think that was extremely offensive, what you said about the coronavirus there, Chris. Do you see how it back? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. It's kind of a catch-22. That's pretty good. Thank you. Um, no, but for real, I've been hospitalized over bad general sows before. And, yeah. you know, everybody at my workplace, everybody... And, and I knew the data. I knew the science behind this disease. I knew, I knew the stats were that... I wouldn't get very sick, and I wouldn't stay sick for very long. Sure. But there's something visceral about catching it. Yeah. Where you just go, oh, my God. We've all gone crazy. This yes. was nothing. Why? Yes. Why does any other person care about this? Mm. Why does any other person care that I'm sick? And And also... Why is this a government issue? Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying that people, a lot of people haven't died from COVID. A lot of people have. Uh, Omicron's a different beast. That's most likely what I had. It's most likely what you had, too, just by the numbers. Um, And and these arguments actually don't apply perfectly until we got the vaccine. So I understand understand all of those things. But, But also remember this. That we had the vaccine in place in 2019 before the 2020 election. Yep. That's when the vaccine got rolled out. So so these arguments have been valid for over a year, let's say, at this point. I mean, this is absolutely bizarre. This is nuts. Tell me what your experience was like a little bit, Hunter, and then we'll compare notes. 
Um, I think I think we I think uh, B- Biden began his presidency in 2021. We had the vaccines at the end of 2020, right? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Wait. and I just wanted you you were saying the end of 19, um, and it's called COVID 19, but well, it wasn't the election. What what? Now I'm losing my mind, Hunter. Yeah, I've been I'm pretty sure for so long. <laughs> I'm pretty um, sure that Biden's been president for a year, so the election would have been the year 2020. Yeah, sorry, you're right. My bad. Yeah, it's okay. I think that I I do that too because of COVID 19. I am immediately put it into uh, 2019, and um, it's 2020. Uh, that was the bad year. Um, it was the year all the corporations told us everything was going to go right and we were going to be full of life and joy. And then COVID-19 was like, but what if not? So but what if not actually though? <laughs> yeah. And I think what you said there about the virus is exactly correct is, you know, the virus is not a big deal with the vaccines. I think one of the things that contributed to your and my very swift recovery with the virus is the fact that one, it's Omicron, so it's a tad weaker. Um, the other part of that is we are both vaccinated, which provides you know um, provides resistance against infection and resistance against hospitalization and death. But right, in, and in, as far as Omicron is concerned, almost no protection from infection. Almost um, no, yeah, almost almost none. I mean, uh, yes, it, it it'll help a little bit, especially if you are like boosted up right around the time when you interact with it. But after yeah. a couple months, that kind of trails off to almost no protection against infection. Um, yes. But based on the numbers, Hunter, here's the numbers breakdowns that I was just looking at. Okay. About 90 to 95% of people in ICUs are unvaccinated. 90, oh, wow. About 90% of deaths, 90 to 95% of people on ICUs. However, if you zoom out and look at all hospitalizations, vaccinated people currently make up the majority of hospitalizations. That's the numbers that I was just looking at the other day, which makes sense because a, right. a majority of people are vaccinated. Right. Um, so anyhow, that's just kind of a, a statistical breakdown on the efficacy of vaccines and the safety, et cetera. You can draw whatever conclusions you want from that. Um, but but the vaccines obviously do have some effect, and it also looks like Omicron in the unvaccinated is about one fifth as deadly as Delta in the unvaccinated. So much much better chances all around. Yeah, yeah, and I think the thing that's been interesting about the whole experience, um, and so I, I think you and I started getting sick around a a similar date, right? I think I started to feel a little bit of, uh, we were doing a movie marathon and I started to get a little twinge in the back of my throat and I started to feel a little flushed and I was like, uh Oh, um, I'd been around someone who had a, uh, virus the other day and not related to COVID. They had tested negative And I was like, Oh no, maybe I'm getting that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my symptoms really never got worse in that moment. Um, you know, I was a little achy. I was a little weak, a um, little fevery, but never got a fever, congestion, strep throat, and four or five days later, I was completely fine. No big deal. And I think you had a similar experience as well with the... Yeah, with the... I, had, I had two days where I... It was mostly my head and my aches were, were pretty bad, and so I just slept most of the day. You know, sure. I basically just slept for a weekend. But that being said, I mean, I, I didn't do it. Like, I wasn't in any any trouble i didn't have any trouble breathing i i just stayed hydrated took some zinc and slept and (laughs) there we are you know and then i have like a little bit of a lingering cough but i had a chest a chest congestion thing if anyone remembers our episode before last since then i've had a little bit of chest congestion so anyhow i I, it's just like it, it wasn't bad at all so so with the caveats that this isn't the worst version of this thing and that we are both vaccinated uh that really helps but here's the thing hunter and this is the key point everybody now has the opportunity to be vaccinated every single human being yes and i'm vaccinated and i caught the disease and it was so mild it was so minor 
that I have it. I have a different embodied reaction to the news about COVID on the other side of it. Mm. You know, we've mm-hmm. been listening to very smart, I think correct political commentators be saying for almost a year now that as soon as the vaccine was widely available, this was over from a public policy standpoint. And we have agreed with that, that point of view. Um, with um, uh, Omicron, everybody's catching the disease. You know, this idea that we're going to be able to stop the spread. And people were saying this back with Delta, too. There's, yeah. There is no stopping the spread here. Correct. You know, it yeah. was two weeks to stop the spread. Then it's 100 years to, to lose your life and lose your country and, and you know, die in a shallow <laughs> ditch. Or whatever yeah. whatever Fauci's saying now. I can't remember it exactly. But Or a winter of severe vil- illness and death. Yeah, to yeah, the unvaccinated. Okay, that's, and Thanks, that's the Biden. thing. Okay, this is what's driving me crazy because I feel like I've been taking crazy pills. I, I Truly, this is an amazing act of gaslighting. I kind of didn't have this in involved, embodied reaction before, but now that I've had it, I do. Biden is sitting here saying, for the unvaccinated, yeah. we're going to have a winter of severe illness and death. And yes, I'm vaccinated. But still, but still, this was, this was nothing. This was nothing. I've been in moods worse than this disease. <laughs> I, don't under, I don't understand. It's such horrible gaslighting. And, and even just earlier today, I'm, I'm at work and somebody's talking about how, how important it is to get boosted and all this, this baloney. And I'm like... I just got through it. You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. There's almost an argument now, I think, to be like, if you have been vaccinated, you probably shouldn't get boosted um, just because the disease appears so mild that your symptoms, I should say, if you don't have a um, pre-existing you know, condition, right, you know, and you're a, you're in a good age, right? Like my grandfather got boosted. and I think that makes sense, right? He's 80 something. He's old. You know, he needs all the help he can get. You His know, his pre-existing condition is that he's been pre-existing for quite some time. <laughs> exactly right. And so like that all makes sense. And people should assess their own risk factors and make their own decisions. But if you get Omicron, you're going to get better uh, antibodies and resistance to the to the covid than you would from getting a booster or getting a vaccine. So if you're vaccinated, you're pretty much protected against hospitalization and death at that point. So that's great news. And then if you get Omicron, you're going to get the best immunity against infection. And so it's like, well, that seems like a pretty good deal to end the pandemic, you know, and it almost seems better than doing a booster that's going to wane after a couple of weeks, right? Now, I'm not a doctor. You shouldn't take my advice as a doctor. This is armchair stuff, but, you know, that's where I'm at. And I actually feel pretty comfortable with myself in public now because I'm like, I've got the vaccinated immunity uh, that helped me get through the actual disease itself. And here I am on the other side of that feeling fine, you know? So, yeah, but let's take one huge freaking step back though, Hunter, because this is the part, because I agree with you on all of that, but here's what I can't understand anymore. Yeah. Why are we talking about it? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Why, why are you and I talking about it right now? I'll answer that question. It's because it's amazing that people are still taking this seriously. Yeah, yeah. It is It is nuts. And what's, what's even crazier is that saying what we're saying right now might get our show taken off platforms. I mean, sure. if anybody listens to this, clearly our, our sponsors don't. But if anybody <laughs> listens to this show, I mean, there's a, a super valid chance that us saying that it is time to stop taking the pandemic seriously, even though we've done so quite carefully in regards yes. to people that are actually at risk. And, yes. And, and we, still, we still maintain that. Um, it, that there, might be, I, there, there, we, there might be consequences to pay for saying the, the things like that. But on the other side of this disease, it is unbelievable it is unbelievable that we have paid such a high price to deal with the sniffles it's unbelievable like i said this argument doesn't apply until the vaccine is out but now that the vaccine is out um thank god for omicron thank god that this disease stays out of your lower respiratory thank god that we have yes we have good antivirals and therapeutics for it that's that's all great stuff because you know what the flu kills people every year Right, mm. but we don't orient mm-hmm. our lives around the flu. What in the hell is happening? Yeah, why have we oriented our lives around this around this boondoggle? 
Yeah, I think that's a really uh, good point. And I, I want to touch on that. I do want to say, like, this podcast could get uh, de-blacklisted or anything like that or lose sponsorships, Is although that's probably the least likely outcome. I think <laughs> even if we got canceled, we'd still have a sponsor. But anyway, FNX that's... would, like, sponsor my showers at this point. I exactly right. I don't know what they're doing. I don't think they do, but I love them for it. Godspeed. Um, boosters work. And to, to prove that point... Granddad and Grandma were around us when we were probably exposed to the virus, and we saw other people in that situation um, catch COVID, and they were boosted, and they did not catch it. And so it's like, hey, good, you know, assess your risk factors, know who you are in the population, do what you need to get protected, and evaluate that on a long-term basis and everything like that. Um, But should I be standing in front of somebody's grandmother get from getting a booster shot or some poor person in a uh, undeveloped comp- uh, country from getting a booster shot? Or should I take my shot with Omicron, which was the easiest thing I've ever done as far as sickness goes, or one of the easier sicknesses I've had to endure and get my natural immunity? I mean, it just seems absurd, you know, and it's like you can say all that and still be at the threat of losing um, something you've worked hard to produce like this show, you know, so yeah. it's insane. Yeah. It's absolutely batty. It's absolutely batty. So, so what is this show about? Well, it's it's a cry in the wilderness because this is, th- this is madness. This is madness. The fact that it's 2022, we've had we've had vaccines for over a year, and we're still talking about this is madness. And I knew it was madness before, but now I I have embodied proof that it is madness. It is mm. madness. And, and that's one of the things that I want to talk about, Hunter. Is there is there is something akin to a mental illness that is occurring in relation to this disease mm. this is this is there's something about there's something that stinks of hypochondria the fact that you get s- the sniffles and you have to go get tested to what end to what end the reason you get tested for things like, let's say, streptococcus is mm-hmm. because there's bacterial, antibacterial remedies for that disease. Right. Right? And so you get tested and say, oh, that's what it is. So here, take some antibiotics and, and be on your way. Right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. There, there is no differential treatment for COVID. Especially not for for young people that are most likely going to have mild to no symptoms. Right. So why are we obsessed with testing? Why why are there vaccine and testing passports in New York? Mm -hmm. Why do you get a cough and then have to go stand in line for 45 minutes? Literally, there's no tests available right now. Across Mm. the U.S., there's little to no availability of take-home COVID tests. And they are expensive. Yeah, and the lines to get a, a test at a testing center. Um, I've heard I've heard forty five minutes at one location near me, and then two hours at the second nearest location to me. That's not long ago. Not long ago, we would have said that that was pathological behavior. Mm. To have mild to no symptoms and then go stand in line to confirm that you had X disease without changing your therapy in any meaningful way. Right, like you had a cold, you know? It's yes. like, why would you ever do that? Why, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. You stay at home. You know, you feel bad. You don't need to be around people. Stay at home. Cough into your, you know, your elbow and all that other stuff. You know, that, that's, that's the proper response to a sickness of that magnitude. Yes, but this was a cold. This is just a cold. Right. This is just a cold. Right. Now, it used to not be so, but now it is so. Ever yeah. since the vaccines, it has been so. Yep. What, what is going on? It is not a factual scientific argument that people are making that are pushing for things like vaccine passports and are still pushing for lockdowns. It, it is not a factual one. It is a religious argument. It is an right. argument based on faith. And here's the weirdest thing. And this is, this is what I can't get over. 
and it's funny we were talking about Ronald the Santa Claus and AO see me um <laughs> Florida who pushed vaccines as hard as anyone else in the country mm-hmm. tranched them out specifically to get them near seniors and available to seniors in a very efficient fashion using the supermarkets. We constantly heard on the news about how Ron DeSantis was killing everyone, how he was a moral blight on the nation. And and that's really the key, that he was immoral, that he didn't Mm. care whether grandma lived or died, right? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, we're going to give... We're going to give the Golden Globe Award to uh, Andrew Grab behind Cuomo up in New York. And and he was literally shipping people back into nursing homes to keep his numbers obfuscated. Uh, same with Gretchen Whitmer, by the way, over in Minnetonkin mm. or wherever the crap she's from. Uh, any, anyhow. But it was a moral argument being made against against DeSantis to say if he would only do what the CDC said, if he would only do what the NIH NIH was telling him to do, if Mm. he would only believe, if he would only pay homage, if he would only pray, if he would only take the sacrament, if he would only break bread, not follow the science because the science hasn't changed. The science has not changed from the fact this is a cold. And it's hilarious because Anthony Fauci is coming out this week, this week, and saying that we're going to reduce the days in the lockdown uh, or, or quarantine after you test positive from 10 days to five days. And they go, oh, well, is that based on the science? He's like, no, it's for the economy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, science, was hasn't, the science hasn't changed. So you're not asking people to follow the science. You're asking people to follow the, 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 follow the bishops. Yes. Follow the druids. Yeah. Follow the leaders of our bizarre cult. And if you only pray and receive the sacrament and believe hard enough and follow the teachings, then you wouldn't catch COVID. You would be a moral person. You know, there was this um, um, insane article out about this girl, this, this woke moron leftist girl opinion piece. I can't remember what journal it was in, but she's, she caught COVID and she's like, I didn't understand. I was doing all the right things. And then the tagline to it was, I didn't realize how much, how much, um, what's the best way, what's the way she said this? It was effectively, I didn't realize how much moral, um, I can't, how much I was impugning the morals of those who caught COVID. That's what she was getting at. She, She didn't realize until she caught it herself how much she was silently judging the morality of people that caught it because they must be doing something stupid and unsafe or reckless, et cetera, when it's a virus, not a pagan god. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just nutty. And so now the science doesn't change, but now we're shortening the quarantine for the economy. And it just it just lays it all out that this has absolutely nothing to do with following the science or being a, a, a critical individual who can take in data and weigh risks and rewards and come up with solutions. It has nothing to do with any of that. It is simply about you must bow down and worship these petty bureaucracies and the unelected nimwits who run them. Yeah, because that's was... our god now, and and right. co- COVID is our our eldritch pagan deity. Yes. It's insane. Oh hail, Kofulu! We'll get there. We'll yeah, workshop we'll, that we'll some workshop more. That. <laughs> we'll yeah, edit but <laughs> we we get the idea. Um, but the thing I wanted to point out there, you know, Anthony Fauci in that interview, I think at another spot in there, he said that you know the quarantine period has been shortened from. 10 to 5 days. And a lot of people are concerned that there's not a test at the end of those 5 days. And so that you're just free to go back, you know, that's a new CDC recommendation. And then the interviewer asks Anthony about that and he says, "Yeah, people were really concerned about that. And so we could see the CDC um, you know, change their opinion on what it is you need to do." I was like, "Excuse me, the science is it, does it make sense from a scientific perspective to have people test after 5 days or does it not?" 
Like, why, why do we care what people think? What does it matter? Like, if, there, if people thought it was appropriate for me to wear a sombrero to, when I caught COVID to announce to them, you know, I had COVID. but I'll hear it. Okay, fair. Or, or throw back a shot of tequila. You know, that's, that's not cultural appropriation. That's Cinco de Mayo is an American holiday. Changed my mind. And so, and so uh, you get what I'm trying to say. And it's like, that has nothing to do with the actual science on the ground. And it's like, it's clear that what's motivating is not this idea of what works. What's motivating is the same thing that happens in the climate debate. And it's the same thing that happens when we talk about racism a lot, is that what is what is anything you could do to rectify this problem and then say that must be done and mm. that's that's the mm. problem that we see people falling into a lot um and it's a left-wing personality tendency not a not a um conscientious it's an open-minded thought which is like these are all the things i could do i should do them all because yeah. Inevitably, like Thomas Edison, you'll find 99 things that fail and one that works, right? And, and so it's the, a, it's the backwards integration of that too, whereas you go, "Oh, well, uh COVID is catching a lot more in the inner city where people are s- stacked on top of each other." And you go, "Well, that's because people used to own slaves." It's like, "No, sure. this has nothing to do with racism. It's a it's a virus. It doesn't sure. know what color people are. It's not sure. one of those racist diseases like sickle cell." So anyway, I digress, <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not only that I have a hundred ideas and I'm going to execute them all. It's this this sloppy narrative connects. building where every every idea connects back, and, yes. and it's just it's just inaccurate. And it's almost like that is being hijacked by these bureaucracies for people to say it's not almost like that. This that tendency to think that way is being hijacked by these right. bureaucracies who are now using it as tests. They're preying on the weaknesses of your personality and the weaknesses of the way that your brain works, the way that your brain is pathological instead of logical. And they're preying on it to say, can I get you to do X? Will you bow down and pray for Y minutes a day? Mm. Can I get Mm -hmm. you to debase yourself Z? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if people wanted to, if these people wanted to make things better, when they see a picture of somebody wearing a fish tank on their head on a public plane, they would come out and say, hey, that's crazy. They would come out and say, look, guys, we're not asking you to do that. Be reasonable. Right? Instead, they say nothing. And instead, well, you know, you might wear two or even three masks. You're a moron. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But they don't. If the goal was to make things better, they would follow the numbers, they would follow the data and make things better. If the goal is to see how much can you how much will you bow, how how low will you bow, then you don't say anything when somebody wears the fish tank on the plane, you just go, Good. Right. That's somebody who will do what they're told. And and man, these bureaucracies are becoming terrifying. I love Big Brother. So did Winston. Yes, exactly. It is. Yeah. And and let's talk about that too, because that's part of this mental illness. That is COVID. COVID is a mental illness. It's a mental illness. And you have it. If you believe that it's going to ruin your life. Let me tell you this. A lot of everybody who's listening to my voice right now is going to die. Period. We're all, we all bought the ticket. We are on a big spaceship that will either <laughs> will either cool off burn up or an alternate theory the one that i happen to believe freeze. personally freeze the the blood the moon is going to turn into blood it's going to fall ah. down to the earth <laughs> there's going to be sores and and then a big battle of armageddon seals or bulls first <laughs> um hold on i remember this it is I think it's trumpets, seals, bulls. Oh, I think, okay. I think well the done. Se- the seventh trumpet is the s- op- starts the seals, and then the seventh seal is the seven bulls. I'm pretty sure that's right. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, well, you, you sounded like you knew what you were talking about, so that's half the battle. <laughs> yeah. I know that it's those three. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyhow. Yeah, no matter no matter what we believe it's going to happen, we're all dead, all right? You'll probably die a long time before any of those three things happen. One of those three things happen. 
Um, look, maybe the Norse were right, and the big wolf is gonna go take a bite out of the moon and then kill kill Chris Hemsworth. That might happen. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, um, I hope so. That joke is better if you know a little bit about Norse mythology, but you probably don't. Um, anyhow, I, I know enough. I know. <laughs> I I know so much to like nerd out and tell you why that joke is wrong, and I will not. Wait, so. it's, it's close to right. It's close to right. Exactly. Yeah. But don't it, wait it, now. Okay, stop the show. Okay, um, stop the show. I thought Fenrir and Thor mutually mutually murdered each other. False. Fenrir and Odin uh, fight, and Fenrir kills Odin, and his son uh, Vidir uh, then kills Fenrir. Oh, okay. Who kills yep. Thor? Uh, Jormungdur. Your the world serpent. The world serpent. Yep. Oh. Yep. And they do that in mutual death combat. Like Thor kills him, and then some of the poison from Jormungdur falls kills, upon Thor. Kills Thor. At least that's that is. I will say that's Neil. That second one is Neil Gaiman's uh, version of Thor and Jormungdur. What I told you about Odin and Vidir and Fenrir is like from the poetic Edda. From the so, poetic Edda. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a poetic and prose Edda. You guys yeah. educate yourself on this stuff. They, those people were <laughs> tripping, man. Um, <laughs> Okay, anyhow, sorry. Your your <laughs> podcast resume. Anyway. <laughs> um, it, it no matter what you're going to die. Period. Um even if if your monkey <laughs> sprays his sticky sap on you and you become deceased. Uh the point is that no one no one's getting out of it alive. Right. Yes. So you have yes. to you have to live your life. You have to make decisions that are good for you. There's no reason to rush towards death. There's no reason to act like it is the ultimate evil. It's not uh, it's not a potentiality. It's the actuality. It's reality. We will all die, and you can be so afraid of that that you never live your life, and that would be a real shame. That would be a real shame. It was. It's yes. the same concept of of being so afraid that you'll be hurt that you choose not to engage in meaningful relationships right that's mm-hmm. uh, that's mm-hmm. pretty clearly a mistake uh, mm. y- you can be so far on defense that you never open yourself up to the good in the world and you really should i say that to say that covid is a mental illness that it was it was two days of a small cold if you're a millennial and you care about this disease at all you're a fool Right. Yeah, now, they got you. And I understand that it might have taken grandma or your mom. And, and I'm, yes. I'm incredibly sympathetic to that. It could have been the flu. It could have been a very bad respiratory virus that wasn't COVID. Like it, there's there's thousands of things it could have been. Yes. Uh, but, but our emotional preoccupation with this disease at the expense of other things that matter mm. is pathological. It's mm. pathological, and if you are worried about it for you, you're a fool. You are a fool, mm. truly. And I'm not saying that because I want to. I want to lambast you. I want you to wake up. I want mm. you to wake up because I agreed with this perspective a month ago. But now, on the mm. other side of it, I cannot believe we have dedicated this much energy to it. It is obscene. It is obscene. Children need to be in school. Children need to be unmasked. It is obscene that anybody has a different perspective on that. Reasonable minds cannot disagree on that. Reasonable minds should not disagree on that. The, if, if your kid is a, a very special kid and they were born with like one lung and it's full of fish liquid or something, then okay. like It's a different story. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't email me. I don't care about your fish liquid lung kid, okay? I don't. <laughs> don't email me. You know, one of the things that's just been obvious is the, you know, when you do change society in any way, the consequences for it are not obvious. And with kids, that seems, we've seen, you know, that, you know, kids are struggling um, to respond to and understand facial expressions because of masking, right? Like they're, they're not processing that. It is a part of how we grow, learn, and socialize ourselves, especially at a young age, to understand some of that. The other thing that I've gotten from talking to some of my friends is, you know, their kids were not involved in other social activities when they were young. And so little babies born during this time don't have immune systems and they're getting sick constantly because they're having to develop them at a later time in their life. Now, Mm -hmm. that happens to kids regardless. But, you know, it's 
it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it would have been better if they had a little bit more social life and, you know, disease and different diseases at different times. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not perfect there, but, um, or I don't know everything there, but it, it's a consequence that we didn't see coming at least. Right. Yeah. Is that yeah. keeping kids out of the world would, you know, lead to them getting sicknesses later in their development. Is that good or bad? It, it is. It's edible. It's, yes. it's edible. Yes, and, it and is. I think I think maybe that's where we're going, Hunter. But I, I want to bring up one other thing because this is directly related to this, and I think it will, will feed into to, I guess the point that we're we're venturing towards here is the number one cause of death among twenty somethings last year was fentanyl overdose. Yeah, not COVID, not car accidents, not not cardiovascular failure fentanyl overdose i don't know if you've ever known anyone who was on a drug similar to fentanyl you don't take fentanyl lightly i mean it is a wild wild thing Hmm. and and a lot of a lot of the people that i know that have engaged with drugs like that aren't the most (laughs) sound happy positive non-neurotic people Hmm. We have a mental health crisis in this country, and you might hmm. say, "Well, staying home all the time can make you depressed, which will make you turn to fentanyl and uh, and Bob's your uncle." I I have a different I have a different supposition. Is that we have made people oh oh so very weak. We have innervated society. We have we have destroyed their ability to cope. Uh, our mental health is the immune system of the baby that was kept indoors for mm. three years. Mm-hmm. This false belief, and it's lasted, it's it started long before COVID, that the government has the po- power to shield you from any negative consequences of your or other people's actions is false. And mm. we are pathetic. We are pathetic. And it's highlighted by COVID. Mm. But but the, the virus that is going around is a virus of the soul. Hmm. And now I say it with more authority than ever, having defeated the physical quote unquote virus. I mean, it is, it is ridiculous. And, and in retrospect, the two years that we've spent, spent hemming and hawing about this thing is time completely and utterly wasted. Hmm. Stronger, weak children. Yeah. Well, or stronger, safe, right? That's just that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in a, in a government in a society where the government is dad and mom, you know, yeah, where we'll step in if you're a single mother, we'll send, we'll cut you a check, right, mm-hmm. to help raise the kids. In fact, why don't we give, why don't we give so much ability to single mothers uh, and single fathers to be outside of a committed relationship that it's economically viable? Let's watch the single motherhood rate skyrocket across the board while government steps in and plays dad. You think that they don't want to be your parents? Mm-hmm. You're wrong. You're lying to yourself. Big brother, big comrade. <laughs> You're lying to yourself if you think, if you think that that's not their not-so-hidden ambition. Hmm. Section 8, food stamps, SNAP. Single motherhood tax credit. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. And along comes COVID. Along comes COVID. And we have the option. We have the option. Do we remove, do we attempt to remove every danger from the path? Or do we turn our children into people that can judiciously and expeditiously handle the challenges that face them it's a tale as old as time and one that we talked about before on the show why was the snake in the garden because a good father knows that he needs strong children and strong children are children who face adversity on the other hand an Oedipal parent makes a bargain with their kids. And and you can go back and read the story of Oedipus. It's a Greek myth and that's where that's where the um 
the complex gets its its name der- derived from and of course freud didn't have quite everything right about everything but freud is an incredibly important analy- analytical psychotherapist um they make this bargain with the kids i'll remove every hazard even the ones that you create i'll overlook any wrongdoing and you never leave me right you stay you stay right here where i can control you yep that's the edible bargain and right now <coughs> in america in canada in australia we've allowed the government to become our gods and our fathers and our mothers and in light of covid they have decided that they will be the edible parent you the, the interesting thing about the edible parent is the not the edible, the edible parent hunter the edible mother the edible oh. parent is what Dahmer had i think that, that's that's bad um <laughs> is is the fact that um <laughs> no hold on cannibalism hunter's take that's bad <laughs> i love it yeah it's 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 one of my harder takes um so uh, you but but to run, return back to this is the mother makes that uh bargain with the kid because a sense of loneliness and a sense of like entitlement and a sense that they want they never want the world to hurt their child right yeah and then they find themselves as there's a destructive force that destroys their child. Yes. Right? Because because what they do is they destroy the self of the child, right? There is no child anymore. There there is no individual there. It is just a child, right? Yeah, it's and it is always shattering. a child. Right. The government doesn't want your company, right? And they don't want you to be good or anything like that. They want the resource of your life, the vote the power that comes from that control, right? It's more sinister than that. It's important to keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, you might think we're not so far down the road here, and by and large, you're right. We're not all wearing the matching uniforms to work like they are in China, Yes. right? Yes, While we lie about their human rights abuses. Like, are there people that are further along the path of making the bargain with Big Brother? Absolutely, there are. Absolutely, there are. However, you don't start getting worried that there's something rotten going on with you when your arm falls off. You had better be looking at it beforehand. And I'm telling you, uh, and I'm sure that the majority of our audience doesn't disagree, that what we are doing right now is beyond pathological. We yeah. it's, not, it's not a worry on the horizon. This is sickness. This is disease. There, our, our psyche has a disease, and it mm-hmm. is the fear-mongering and the lack of responsibility-taking, the reliance on the government in light of this disease, which is, at the point of vaccination, no longer relevant. Yeah. No longer relevant. That's all good. And now, it's new year, new you, and what do you need to do? Not be afraid in your house. You need supplements because you're yeah. a weak person. For for real. That's a great bumper. This is actually the end of the episode. What do you do about this? Go outside. Yes, Literally, exactly. just go outside. Lick a doorknob. Yes. Look, find someone wearing a mask. Literally walk up to a doorknob and lick it. And then go get tested for something like AIDS. Actually, don't do that. It's terrible medical <laughs> advice. But but the, the point is, stop. Have an exit. How, oh, how do you get rid of that pathology? You just give it up. You just give it up. Next time someone mm. wants to tell, talk to you about COVID, other than me, I'm allowed to do whatever I want. Next sure. time someone wants to talk to you about it, go, I'm done with it. Tell them to their face. I'm kind of done with that. Your boss comes up to you and says, says, uh, you know, ha- have you gotten boosted? I'm done with all that. I'm moving on. And th- Yep. This is how this podcast gets you fired. Uh, but there's no better way to get over it than to get back into a crowded gym and sweat on some strangers. And that's where FNX Fit comes in. Heck yes. Yeah. About your boss, don't let petty tyrants turn you into a liar. Yeah. Good Good point. And, you know, and that that's the message there. And 
the best way to stop petty tyrants is to punch them in the face, and you can't do that with your limp noodled arm, so go <laughs> yeah, to fnxfit.com. Luke, you're going to want to take a bunch of apple cider vinegar gummies <laughs> so that you shred the fat off of you, and you can become a machine that takes in nerd's rope and outputs punched bosses. Turn your body into a machine. <laughs> Take fnxfit.com or carlpooling.com slash fnx. Use checkout code carlpooling for 50% off on your boss punching journey. You're going to love the way that you look. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Lord, we are we we are never getting another sponsor. Oh, it's no. just that simple. And I don't want another sponsor. If someone else was going to sponsor this show, first of all, I hate you. Uh-oh. I hate you and I hate your product. And I hate what you stand for. We don't want you here. And yes. you've got to be open to that before we even get started. <laughs> oh man, cuz uh, cuz I mean, that's just look, it's our brand versus your brand. I'm going to have to take ours every time. Uh, one right. special announcement. I don't know what happened to you guys. Maybe you're all bored with Omicron in your houses over winter break, but our listenership has doubled and and some change. Um, yeah. Hunter's going to try and deny it right now. I'm telling you he can't. We broke the 5,000 mark. Be a lookout on the reconstitution of our Instagram account. We will be getting tattoos early in the next year. He's going to tell you that that's not true, but it is true. He's coming around <laughs> to the idea. He's warming up to it. So anyway, just just know that. Hey, thanks so much for everyone new who's listening. really means a lot that you'd give us the time of day. We'll be at, back next week. I'm thinking maybe we need to start talking about this For the People Act, which, uh, much like the Patriot Act, was named that specifically so that you would know it was in the bill because it's the opposite <laughs> of what it told you it was. So we'll be maybe discussing that next week. But hey, uh Find all of our, our socials and everything at carlpooling.com. We got links all there. Shows at carlpooling, Chris X Carl, Emotional Carl. Uh, go get after it. And most importantly, uh, for this one episode, for this one episode. I love you. Don't get tested. Don't do it. Just don't, don't. do it. Don't.